my name is Louise Nets, and you're listening to In the Loop with Louise and Yasmin, right here on 88.1 WCRX-FM Chicago. This week on the show, as always, we're starting off with the most important news of the week right up front to get you up to speed for your weekend. Then Yasmin has some advice from the Columbia College Chicago Career Center for graduating seniors about what they can do to find jobs during and after this pandemic. After that, you'll hear from the Field Museum's very own Chief Curiosity Correspondent, Emily Grassley, about how we can support our community's museums during this crisis and the resources that they're offering for parents, students, and teachers to keep engaged in learning from home. Of course, as always, stick around to the end of the hour to find out what Yasmin and I's favorite social media moments are for this week. If you miss any part of the show or you want to catch up on older episodes of In The Loop with Louise and Yasmin, you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And you can always follow us on social media at WCRXFM. So another week in quarantine for both of us. (laughs) Yeah, it's been pretty wild. I can't complain. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm. It's as much as I like staying at home. I think the people are really, really starting to get restless now. I know we've said that every week. I think, but now with all of the protests, like the ones that are going on in Michigan and ones that are going on in Idaho, um, against like the social distancing rules and like the stay-at-home orders. Um, I think it's it's really apparent now people are people are starting to get a little antsy staying at home. Yeah, I feel like people have been slowly trying to, you know, defy these rules. Um, woke up this morning to a lot of snow. So I don't think people are going to be leaving their houses today, which might slow down the spread of the virus. Um, I'm no doctor, Um, but I'm just saying (laughs) snow and people, they don't really mix too well. So people might stay inside. Yeah. Um, But I think that this virus is just becoming more and more relevant into our lives. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. we're all starting to know people who are getting this or are suspected of having it. And yeah, what we have to do is to, we have to remain cautious. Even if we think that we aren't going to get it, we have to still, you know, keep in mind that there are other people who could get this virus and their health could be horrible during this virus. Maybe it wouldn't be for other people. So we have to keep that in yeah. mind. Yeah, um, and I, I think that's a good segue into kind of, I think we should get our, our COVID-19 news sort of out of the way right away, because I know that it can get really, really overwhelming for so many people to just have it every single story be about coronavirus. But um, so New York City uh, this weekend is starting to enforce wearing masks in public places, um, anywhere that social distancing isn't possible. So starting 8 p.m. Friday, Governor Andrew Cuomo is requiring New Yorkers to wear face coverings. It can be even just a cloth mask. Um, Yeah, wherever social distancing uh, isn't possible. So that's a really big step, I think, because just going from masks being voluntary, you know, where you had, I don't know what the um, percentage of compliance was to that, but masks being voluntary to them being required, um is yeah that's a big step i'm not sure how they're gonna totally enforce it but yeah with the lack of masks um 
I I mean, I've seen a lot of people wearing scarves and bandanas, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a really good alternative. I think I'm not a doctor, yeah. um, but I would I would count that as a good alternative. Actually, I'm going to the pharmacy in a little bit to grab some things. And my mom was like, don't go without a mask. I saw it on the news. So <laughs> got to make sure we uh, yeah. wear our masks or something to protect us and others mainly others because we're younger so (laughs) right right yeah it's just um i think that this is just another sign that that things are getting more serious but also that if we do adhere to what they're telling us to do and we do wear these masks um in public we'll get back to our normal lives uh sooner than later yeah definitely and i mean like clockwork every day my family sits down to watch jb pritzker talk governor Mm -hmm. jb pritzker talk so we're we're just waiting for them to announce some sort of timeline to when things may possibly get back to normal but the suspense is pretty much killing everyone so (laughs) yeah yeah i think i think another thing that's interesting about the the whole um mask requirement is just that how how interesting it is that we're that we as a country are so resistant to wanting to wear PPE, um, especially masks. I mean, I think gloves are more accessible, but, um, you know, you look at like Asian countries and it's more of, there's more of a sense of civic duty about, about wearing masks, um, there than it is here. And I, I don't know why that is. Maybe it's just because we haven't experienced this kind of, um, the, an outbreak to this extent in a very long time. Yeah, and and even closer to home, uh, as of Thursday night, I think they gave people um, a day to figure it out, but masks are required everywhere in the village of Skokie, anywhere that you're in public. Um, the town president there, Larry Dominic, signed an executive order requiring masks. So even um, even grocery stores, they they have to provide masks for their workers. If you go into a grocery store, they're not letting you in unless you have some kind of face covering on um, because they've had a surge in cases. I think they had 95 cases, nine, 95 new cases in a week. It's insane. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how this is spreading. So I guess we can move on, leave our coronavirus news in the first part of the episode right there um, and kind of move on to the political sphere. So this is something I've been really interested in this election season so far, because, you know, normally when when the general election is going on like six months out you can't hit the front page of any news website and not see something about the general election but even when a really really big event happens like bernie sanders dropping out last week it wasn't even the headlining news um which i think just further shows like the extent of this crisis in the country um But we kind of forgot to mention Sanders last week, uh, and he did drop out and end up endorsing Joe Biden for president. And with him came along a lot of other big name endorsements. Um, Elizabeth Warren, who had been holding out for a while, she dropped out uh, right after Super Tuesday. Um, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez endorsed him, who she was formally endorsing Bernie Sanders. And of course, the the most notable one, uh, President Obama, former President Obama came out with a long video endorsing uh, Joe Biden, who is his former vice president for the 2020 election. 
Yeah, I think it's very interesting this time period that we're in. Um, as you said, we didn't even mention um, Bernie Sanders dropping out of the race last week. I, right. I, and um, it's just, it, it makes me wonder um, how these next couple of months are going to play out. Because yeah. the news is very um, centered on the pandemic, which is highly understandable. Um, mm-hmm. But this is also an election like a presidential election this is a historic moment we're talking about and right it's it's it's, it's going to be interesting to say the least right and and also even all the election news is based around um the pandemic i mean i remember when the last debate happened they were talking about you know having the two podiums six uh six feet apart there was no audience even back then um, and now, uh, so the two recent states that had elections, um, Alaska was all by mail-in vote, and uh, Biden won that state. And Wisconsin was where the big um, controversy happened, where they allowed the primary to go through, like the in-person primary. And uh, there were a lot of issues there with long lines, people gathering in groups. And um, and now a lot of states, uh, after before and after seeing that play out, have moved their primaries back, um, and the, the the conventions for both parties have been moved back to August as well. So now there, it's kind of interesting. There's so we had we had Super Tuesday back in February, right? But now there's like this new Super Tuesday because so many states have moved their primaries to June second. Um, and obviously Joe Biden is the presumptive nominee. He's the only uh, candidate left running. But it's just so interesting that that even something this big, um, every single story seems to have that coronavirus angle. Yeah, it's it's definitely taking over our everyday lives. That's that's the thing. I mean, yeah, it's it's just a lot to take in this year. 2020, only four months in. Look, I know. Look how much everything has changed. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah, totally. Um and I think just for some good news right before we go into the first interview, um I've been noticing this even in Chicago and I don't know about you, but there was a story that came out uh on CNN and we'll share it on Facebook. But there are in South uh South Africa, there's a wildlife reserve where they found photos or they took photos of all these lions just laying on the roads uh so normally normally uh in in a wildlife reserve you know you'd see you'd see the animals kind of far off in the distance you're driving through um the park and you kind of see them in the distance they're they're keeping their space between the people and um and themselves but now since there are no people to come through the reserve they're just chilling on the roadways having a good time that's so cool. Mm-hmm. And I, I've seen this a lot, too, in Chicago. Just, like, the pigeons have gotten very confident <laughs> when they walk around. <laughs> you know, they're like, this is our town now, you know. We're um, being taken over. Yeah, I even, um, I even saw... I live right next to a park, and I even saw a rabbit the other day, like, go through the park. And... Um, it, it's just interesting there. I think I think the wildlife and all the animals around the world are sort of sort of enjoying having uh, our lives shut down for a little bit. You know? That's so funny. You you live in the you live in Chicago. I live in mm-hmm. the suburbs, so I see rabbits all the time. Yeah. rabbits don't even phase anybody in this town that mm-hmm. I live in. Um, but it's so funny that you said that because now that you're saying it, I can I've never seen a rabbit in Chicago. Yeah. Super yeah. off topic, but like, well, every, you know, and every you once that. in a while, every once in a while, there's even a coyote 
in Chicago. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just I, I think it's pigeons are one of my favorite animals. And I just think it's so funny right now that they're just they're taking over the roads, all the sidewalks. They're like, yep, this is our town now. <laughs> <laughs> so but anyway, uh, what are we going to hear coming up from you today in the next segment of the show? So I will be talking to the representatives um, about what graduating seniors, um, students looking for internships and more should be doing to ensure they land the positions that they desire. So it was a, it's going to be a very interesting conversation because they're going to tell us tips that we probably haven't even heard about before. So I'm, I'm excited for it. No, that's great. That'll be especially useful for me. So I'm looking forward to, to <laughs> hearing about it and to um, all of us who are graduating into this really scary time. And yeah. um, I have an interview coming up with the chief curiosity correspondent at the Chicago Field Museum, Emily Grassley, who's also the host of The Brain Scoop on YouTube. Um, I've been watching her show for years. It's it's basically a show where she gets to show off how great um, natural history museums all around the country are and show what they do and what the people who work there do and um, how crazy the natural world is. Uh, so she's awesome. She's also a really great proponent for women in science. Um, and she has a TV show coming up on our local PBS station called uh, Prehistoric Road Trip. But we're going to talk a little bit about how we in the community here in Chicago and other other places can support museums right now because um, those places support us all year round. And uh, and also how they're how museums are. Um, supporting us through their online resources and libraries. And um, there's lots of ways that we can utilize our museums right now to keep us engaged and learning at home. This sounds very interesting. I'm yeah. excited to hear it. Yeah, it, I was really excited to um, to talk to her. I even uh, geek out a little bit at the end about <laughs> how, I've, how I've watched her show since like high school. So yeah, it was That's really cool. cool. Yeah. I'm excited for this. This is yeah. going to be great. So, uh, yeah. So, and then of course, as always stick around to the end of the show and you can hear what Yasmin and I's social media moments were for this week. Many Columbia students are nervous about finding jobs and internships during these trying times. Graduating seniors have just weeks left before they've officially completed their time at Columbia. Many seniors I know have expressed their concerns about finding potential employment. To give us some tips and pointers on how to get through these times together and land a job or internship, we reached out to the Career Center here at Columbia. And joining with me now is Laura Daniels, Assistant Director of Internship and Career Advising, alongside Brian Sokal, Assistant Director of Career Development. Hello, both of you. Thank you so much for coming to our recorded Zoom call to talk about careers. How are the both of you doing today? Doing Very all right. Good. Thanks for having us. <laughs> <laughs> It's okay. It's pre-recorded too. So if you like <laughs> mess up, it's okay. Um, uh, 
Yes. Yeah. Thank you both so much. Um, I myself am a senior and I'm about to graduate, obviously. Um, And I thought it would be a really good idea to talk to the Career Center about jobs since this is such a scary time and many people are out of jobs. Um, Let's start by talking about how students are concerned about finding a job and internship during this time. What should students do that could help their chances of getting a job during or after this pandemic? Yeah, um, I don't know if Brian wants to go or... Yeah, I mean, Yasmin, that's a really great question. Um, there, I, There's a really a long list, honestly, of things that you could do during this time. Um, one of the first things that I'm thinking about that I would tell students to do if they were to just come into our office uh, would be how to maximize this time while they're in their apartment uh, or with their parents. And how could they be thinking about um, doing productive things right now, right? So is there a place to be volunteering online? Is there a place to be taking courses online? Maybe their language courses or their you know, a new learning, a new technology, um, getting a new certification. Uh, I also saw recently online that there are several dozen Ivy League schools that are offering free courses that you can just take right now. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities right now to just sort of skill up. So that's one of the first things I would tell students to do is to be thinking about ways that they can learn some new skills, Um, And then as they start learning some new skills right now, be thinking about what does that maybe mean for other career opportunities that could exist? Because we know that the economy is going to be changing dramatically. There's going to be a lot of industries that are shifting, that are going down or disintegrating altogether. So you might have thought you were going to go into retail management, let's say, for instance. But we know that there's going to be a lot of changes right now to the retail industry. And so what I would do would be think about what, what skills was I learning as a retail manager? And after thinking about what those are, I would be thinking, okay, where can I use those in perhaps some other industries that we're actually seeing that are growing or changing? So I would do a little bit of research, you know, are we doing some research on industries that are hiring rather than completely shrinking? And part of that process is going to be for students to kind of realize they might need to be okay with their plan B or their plan C. Um, and what does that look like to pursue a plan B and a, and a plan C? Um, so those are just a couple of things. There's definitely more I could go into, but I'll, you know, see, I'll let Laura uh, jump in here a little bit too. I mean, I will say that that is the question of the hour and the question of the day and the question of the week and the month. Um, is what can you do now and what can you do in the future? And one of the things that we in the Career Center are kind of realizing is, and I think the entire world is realizing is we're in a novel situation. This hasn't happened in recent history, right? Where we know what is going to happen next. Um, But we know what you can start doing now, which is even though companies are not hiring or they're laying off people, at some point, the economy is going to come back. Those positions, in whatever form that they are, are going to open up again, right? Um, This isn't something that is going to last forever. So 
one of the things to do now is to really make sure that you're, when everything opens again, you're in the best place possible that you can be to get hired. Um, so that could include making sure all of your materials are up and ready. So your resume, your cover letter, your portfolio. Um, and we have, all of our services are currently still available. So we're doing all of our appointments virtually. We're having different workshops, industry speakers. Um, so everything's open for us that we can help you to build these materials. We also have um, the one thing that students can really be looking at now is learning how to do the best virtual interview that you can do. So we have mock interview appointments you can do. Um, because really, that's how companies are going to be hiring you, right, is they'll be doing it over a Zoom call. Um, thinking about updating your social media presence, so your LinkedIn, your, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram, and making sure that those are professional ready, that they're totally updated, and then utilizing them to research companies that you'd be interested in working for, staying abreast of what's happening um, as the trends in your industry, what are happening to those companies that you would like to work at? And most importantly, start making connections. A lot of professionals right now um, have a lot of empathy and sympathy for students and young professionals who are just trying to get into the industry. And so they want to give back by helping out and answering questions. So reaching out to people on LinkedIn and saying, hey, do you have you know, 10 minutes for a Zoom call or, you know, can I ask you five questions here on uh, LinkedIn about your advice, about how you should move forward and then keeping those relationships moving so that by the time that they're ready to hire again or they might know somebody who's ready to hire, they might think of that student who was really a go-getter during this time. I mean, one of the things that employers are going to be looking at is what did you do during this time? Um, whether that's developing all of your career materials or reaching out to people or even working on your craft in innovative ways, right? One of the things you should be really thinking about is how do you do your craft now? And like that can be really complicated for certain students, particularly if your craft is very physical based or very group based, right? So um, really thinking outside the box because this is something that's affecting everyone around the world. Yes, One thing I, just to, oh, sorry, go ahead, Zazie. Yes, no, 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 go on if you have more to say. Well, I was going to tag, tag on to something that Laura said about networking because, you know, during when everybody else was working and during the busy times of the year before the virus, it could have been a little bit more difficult to, to get a conversation with a working professional, right? But right now, everybody's working from home. Everybody has a lot more free time. Not everybody, but most people, right? And so when you go and take a step and try to set up what we call that informational interview, which is different than a normal interview, right? It's really about getting information from somebody and learning more about their career path. Uh, we have some resources actually on Handshake called, uh, we have an Ask an Alum program where you can use Handshake or LinkedIn and reach out to alumni and ask them some questions like, like Laura was mentioning. And, and that can be a, just a great way to learn about some skills that they're telling you would be really helpful. Maybe you learn about some kind of different career paths that they went on and maybe learn about some of the detours that they had and, and how in the end it was actually very beneficial to help them diversify their skill set, right? So uh, networking is like number one, number one, number one, um, if I could say it more and more. Um, but I think the other part here is just to be thinking about your mental health. Um, and one of the things you can do with that is a couple of things, like actually. The first would be to like 
stay positive. And I know it sounds kind of lame to say that, and it's very hard to do that when you feel like the world is crumbling right now, but your positivity right now can really dictate your productivity during this time, right? Because if you decide to just spend your day in bed watching Netflix, um, that's fine. You should definitely do that for a couple hours every day. Um, but you also maybe want to think about building out a little structure during your day and say, hey, you know what, from 10 to 11, I'll spend some time online researching. And maybe from one to two, I'll spend some time working on my materials. You know, finding a way just to be productive for a few hours a day and chunking that out uh, will really go a long way. So is the Career Center offering any new assistance um, due to the COVID-19 pandemic that wasn't offered before? Uh, I don't know about new assistance. I think we're, we're kind of iterating a little bit about how we're providing services. So now all of our appointments are on Zoom and so they're all virtual. Um, so while that's different than before, because you could come in, you can still meet with somebody. So that hasn't changed. Um, I think what we're doing a little bit more of right now is some of the live engagement on Instagram. Uh, we also have some programs that will be coming up uh, over the next several weeks where you can just get into some small groups online, into some small group Zoom meetings and have some conversations with a career advisor. Uh, but we're still looking for ways. We've got a lot of alumni and employers who are looking to engage with students and help them. And so I would definitely say stay up to date on our social media, as well as some of the handshake events over the next few weeks into the summer months, because we're going to be continuing to bring in more employers who want to support students through this difficult transition. And I also think, um, just to piggyback on what Brian was saying, is a lot of our events, our review events, we're trying, uh, we're moving to a virtual state. Um, so we might have portfolio reviews that would have been done in person and now are being moved to Zoom and breakout rooms. Um, we still have workshops. Um, and with the Instagram takeovers, that's something to look forward to because um, we'll have a representative from the Career Center speaking with an industry professional about their experience, how they got into the industry, and now what is happening during this crisis with them. We're also posting and providing a lot more resources for students. So we're doing a lot of education for ourselves to stay abreast of what's happening with uh, this crisis and what are the, you know, the best strategies and trends that people and, and, and universities are using and companies are using across the country so that we can provide that information to Columbia students. Yes, and the both of you have um, spoken about alumni a bit here. I wanted to ask, um, as a graduating senior myself who was about to become an alum, um, what services do you provide for alum and are alum always welcome to come back to the Career Center? Yeah, great question. Um, so some of the services that alumni receive are, so the things that you'll always have are your ability to use Handshake for searching for jobs uh, or internships. That is lifelong. Um, the second thing is Portfolium. So you can create a free Portfolium account right now and that work will be uploaded and you can keep that, have access to that forever. Um, you also can attend any of our events as an alum, no matter for however, however, how long, right? So those things are all really just in perpetuity, right? Um, you also get access to the alumni network. So the, we have an alumni office, right, uh, at Columbia. And so they have occasional programming. They have in a LinkedIn group for alumni. 
Um, and then just different events throughout the year to help network and continue to grow as professionals and even opportunities for professional development and being on the board and whatnot. Um, some of the things that are a little restricted once you graduate in terms of services are that with the Career Center, you can have appointments during your first year out. Uh, but after that year, post-graduation, um, you would only have access to online resources, but not in-person appointments at that point. Would we still be able to reach out via email and receive assistance? That, that's one of those things that, you know, if you've built a relationship with somebody on campus and you reached out to them, whether it was, you know, myself or, or somebody else in the career center, uh, chances are I'm not going to be like, you know what, Yasmin, um, you've been graduated for a year and a month. And so I'm just going to completely ignore your email. Um, <laughs> if we've worked, if we've worked together, um, I'm certainly going to stay in touch and try to support you as best as possible. Um, but if that were to become like, hey, everybody started becoming as, as um, engaging and, you know, having as good follow-up as you are, at some point, we'd probably have to figure out how to manage that. But that's not really the case right now. So I think that's why relationships are just so important um, because we can kind of work, work it out together. And also, if you haven't engaged with the Career Center and you're over a year out, we will do a... Uh, a a like a 30 minute phone call with you to sort of talk to you about other resources and what can be some of your next steps. Um, but we really, you know, our goal is for our appointments to focus on current students and graduating students. Right. And, and the reason I ask this question is because there may be a handful of students that are unfortunately unable to find the job that they're looking for because of this whole pandemic. Um, so I think, um, Everyone along with myself who's about to graduate is just a little bit scared of what may come after this pandemic since it's going to be a pretty open economy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we'll say that. Um, is there any last words of advice you may want to give to graduating seniors that'll be looking for jobs now? What, what, no, no, go ahead, Brian. One thing that sticks out to me would be to really reflect on your liberal arts education and think about all the ways that it did and will prepare you for a broad array of opportunities beyond maybe what you only studied, right? So when you think about some of your writing classes or your classes where you had to do a lot of critical thinking or a lot of problem solving, think about how those skills are transferable to many different industries beyond if you were just a fashion major or beyond if you were just a cinema, you know, TV major, right? So those transferable skills are, are, are what are going to allow you to shift and pivot in your career, right? So as I was mentioning earlier in the interview, like if you're trying to shift from being a retail manager, well, what are the skills you were developing there? Well, customer service, certainly, um, some logistical skills, right? And so look into some other industries then and say, where else can I use customer service and logistics, right? Maybe it's sales in technology, right? Because maybe technology and industry is an industry that's going to be growing, whereas other ones that you were in might be shrinking. So reflecting on those skills that you were learning, how they were transferable and where you could use them across industries and being more open-minded I think it's going to be really helpful um, as you start to figure out where you can land. I also, one of the things that I talk about with students a lot that um, is not specific to this, the situation that we are currently in is that 
career development isn't a one and done step, right? You don't just get your first job after graduation and then you stay in that job forever, right? Everything that you do that is about career, whether it's developing your resume, your cover letter, your portfolio, learning to do interview, those are all skills that you develop and that you will continue to develop throughout your life. Um, And you will need to keep sharpening as you go along, right? It's not you create a resume and that's the product and then you're done. Um, and I think that a lot of people, even even people who have been in their jobs or have been in their industries for 25 plus years, when you start looking for a new job, you kind of always forget how much effort it takes to find it, right? Um, and, and how much of those skills that you rely upon. So my big piece of advice is to, is to engage with us uh, and have appointments with us and have, you know, a series of appointments. One of the things that we will do with you is help create a tailored, um, step-by-step process that you can go through for creating those materials, helping to engage with networking so that you're consistently getting feedback as you're learning, just like you would do in a course or just like you would do in your major. Um, so that even though we're in this waiting sort of waiting space and waiting game, um, you can be developing and refining those skills so that once you get that first job, you can get every job after that. You know what I mean? Um, And I think that that's really important. So just engage with us, make relationships with us, um, engage in our programming and, and take care of yourself. Well, Laura and Brian, thank you both so much for coming on the show today. We really appreciate your time. Thank you for having us. Thank you, Yasmin. (laughs) Okay. That's where it's going to end. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. You're most welcome. Sure. And uh, if you need any, you're connected with, uh, what's your major again? Journalism. Journalism. So you know you know Jennifer then. I love Jennifer. Okay, good. All right. I just want to make sure that you got a connection. Thank you. I really appreciate it. Yeah, it really is like kind of nerve wracking. But I mean, I, I work part time for WGN right now, which is great because I didn't graduate yet. But um, they, they took all of everybody's hours except for like 10 people. So I don't know mm. if I'm going to be going back. <laughs> um, yeah. It's scary. It's just because I felt like I was like, yeah, like I did it. I worked so hard. I got the job. And then this happened. So it's like, uh, yeah. I think it, the thing that is helpful to remember is that everybody's in the same boat. Yeah. Right. Like a lot of people, like everybody's disappointed. Everybody's doing things and, and, just trying to think of what you can control versus what you can't. Yeah. It's we'll, we'll get through it eventually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> For sure. Hey, thank you guys so much. For a lot of us, switching to online learning has been really difficult. But the Chicago Field Museum's chief curiosity correspondent, Emily Grassley, has been doing it for years through her YouTube show, The Brain Scoop. Over the years, the show has taken viewers on a charming journey through the labs and down the back corridors of natural history museums to see for ourselves how museums document and display our world. This summer, we'll finally get to see a project Grassley has been working on for a few years come to the PBS station WTTW. Prehistoric Road Trip has her taken us on the road to explore the geologic and fossil histories of the Great Plains region that she calls home. Last week, Emily met with me over a Zoom call to discuss how we can support museums while everything is on lockdown, and also how they're supporting us through virtual tours, online games, libraries, and other awesome learning resources. 
If you haven't checked out her YouTube channel before, I highly encourage it. Last week on The Brain Scoop, Grassley, while working from home, gave us a glimpse into the wildlife scenes happening in her own backyard by attaching GoPros to all of her bird feeders. Oh, hey, look, it's Blue Jay. I really like Blue Jays. We have them year-round here in Chicago. Whoa, uh, an incoming black, red-winged blackbird. Uh, Blue Jays have the reputation as being boisterous and uh, aggressive birds, but um, I think they just display a lot of leadership potential. And uh, I think she could really rise up the corporate ladder someday. Yeah, yeah, keep it up with that go get em spirit. Um, so we know right now that the field and pretty much all museums are closed until further notice. Um, what can we do as community members right now to support these institutions that are there for us all year round? Yeah, that's a really good question. And um, I'll preface this answer by saying first, I know that like museums and other nonprofits that rely on audience like our hardships are definitely probably not top of mind for most people. Like there are so many other um, more urgent stressors <laughs> that are impacting people right now and like uh, many other things to be uh, concerned about. So I just want to put it out there. Like I'm not trying to be uh, uh, not cognizant of those those things as well. Um, but when it when it does come to museums, you know, our our um, so much of our support, like financial support, is driven by attendance. And so obviously, when we have to be closed for such extended periods of time, it does hurt um, hurt financially. But the I think one of the easiest ways that people can continue to show their support for museums is just by engaging with the sort of material that we're creating. Um, digitally. So that's something that I've, I've been doing for years at the Field Museum um, through the creation of our uh, YouTube videos, sort of with the, this goal and this idea that, you know, pandemic or not, people can't uh, typically access what's happening behind the scenes at Natural History Museums. Uh, and I wanted to create a series that uh, gave people a, an inside look into the sort of work that happens in museums. And so, you know, that's material that can be enjoyed at any time. But now I think it's really um, crucial and, and it become a really important piece of continuing to share the sort of work we're doing that supports our mission um, and that reaches people even when they can't visit us in person. Yeah. So, yeah, in short, I mean, supporting our, our digital and social channels, not only does that, um, does that really uh, show a, a continued investment in, in the organization because you know we can see our analytics and we can share that with higher ups and and all of those numbers and seeing increased engagement is really good for social and digital and web teams um but it also just like brings a smile to all the faces of the people who are on the other side of it you know um definitely you know so like i might be the the face of the brain scoop i might be the person everybody sees on screen but you know, there's other people who work on the show with me. Um, and so when people engage with our content now, as always, you know, it really um, helps show a lot of support for those other people, too. Yeah, totally. And there's so many I was looking at um, the Field Museum's blog today, and there's so many great resources for teachers and students and families right now. Um, like even I played the Mission to the Mesozoic game. So much fun. Yeah, it was great. I yeah. loved it. Um, and also the whole library is open um, on on the website, which is such a great 
resource and you you can even chat with Maximo I didn't know about that yeah (laughs) Um, it's so much fun and I think I was just wondering if you so you've been kind of doing like online teaching for years now you know and um, there are so many people that are struggling right now because they have their kids at home from school and teachers are having to teach all their classes online in a new way that they've never had to do before. Do you have any advice or tips for parents and teachers that are trying to keep their students engaged right now? You know, that's such a hard question to to answer. And I'm not a parent myself. I can't even begin to imagine or understand like so many complicating factors for parents at home right now with kids. I mean, these are unusual circumstances for everybody. Um, But but I will say that, uh, you know, one, one really important thing is that if people have the ability to access nature, to be able to go outdoors and, and explore with their kids, like now is sort of the time to try and um, capitalize on that uh, sense of lifelong learning that you can instill, you know, so that we're not just offering um, other uh, web material, especially when so many people are getting a little bit of screen time fatigue right now. Like my sister's a fourth grade teacher and she really thrives in a classroom environment. I'm an introvert and I'm around kids for 10 minutes and I'm totally exhausted. I don't know how parents and teachers do it, but, but she's finding that she's really, um, getting so tired from having to do so much online work. And so I think it's really important too. like, yeah, we have a lot of like amazing digital resources, but our goal is always that you take sort of that sense of curiosity from the material you might see online and then take that and explore your own backyard, you know, explore your own neighborhood and, um, and doing so through the lens of a kid, I think is really crucial right now. Uh, it's springtime in the Chicago area and kids are like, they have a perception that amazes me. You know, we, when you walk into the field museum, we have so many things that are mounted on the ceiling just for kids because kids are the ones that look up. Like kids are the ones that notice the 20 foot long squid at the entrance of what is an animal. Like I'm not paying attention. I'm looking at like the museum information and the plaques and stuff. Like kids have this, this awesome sense of wonder that, um, you know, on a beautiful day, if you can get out in the neighborhood and listen to the birds, uh, that are visiting and migrating through, um, those are some really special moments where you can take a little bit more time to try and, uh, just appreciate the natural world. And that sort of thing is, you know, the, the sense of wonder that we want all of our visitors to have, whether they're um, coming to us in person or not. Yeah, that's the, honestly, that's such a great point because I've been, I've been seeing so many, especially artists right now who are telling themselves, you know, I have so much time to work. I should be taking this time to, um, you know, try and have as high of an output as I possibly can. Mm -hmm. But I think that like taking a second to look at the world around you and take it in and take in some inspiration and also use it as a way to sort of like revitalize yourself is really important right now, too. Oh, that's critical. Yeah. And and, you know, it's so important to be gentle with yourself right now, too. You know, I I kind of push back against the mentality that some people have that this is an opportunity for productivity because it's not like we're living through a global pandemic you you need to be a little kinder to yourself uh in terms of you know what what your own expectations are um and and yeah i mean there might be opportunities you had to have a little bit um more you know uninterrupted amount of time to create artwork or write or whatever it might be but uh but don't feel like this is your time to 
you know, reinvent a new law of physics or <laughs> do anything like that. I was planning on it. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I see, you see this stuff online. It's like, well, Newton discovered, you know, the law of gravity. Well, and yeah. it's like, you know what? He probably had housekeepers <laughs> and people like watching his kids and all like, there's so much totally. other going on behind the scenes. Like it, totally. None of us are yeah. Newton today. We all have like other stuff going on. So, um, um so, Yeah. Yeah, I also wanted to ask, so your show that's coming out on PBS, Prehistoric Road Trip, is that going to be delayed at all? Do you know? Well, <laughs> absolutely. I do know the answer to this, and the answer is no. So I've been working my butt off trying to get this show done. Um, so yeah, our, our show, Prehistoric Road Trip, it's a three-part miniseries that um, we're producing with the Chicago um, public broadcast station here, WTTW, but it, it'll be available nationally on PBS stations across the country this summer. Um, and yeah, so, so that's moving forward all steam ahead. We've got another couple of weeks of post-production editing on it. Um, it's, I mean, it's been interesting. There's a lot of things that we wanted to do in the field museum and a couple of shoots that we weren't able to do because of, um, coronavirus, but, uh, you know, the beauty of having worked online and, and made videos for so many years, we have like plenty of footage we can reappropriate from elsewhere. So totally that's coming out this summer something to for me to look forward to so excited yeah thanks yeah Yeah. no and it's i'm just so happy that um that we have resources like the brain scoop and like all of the stuff that um the green brothers have been doing for so many years to um for our students right now to like keep everybody engaged and keep everybody excited about learning and being curious so we all appreciate that stuff you Thank know, you. Even even the back catalog of it. So yeah. Well, thanks. I appreciate that. And we yeah. have a, another video we're posting um, later today where I, I spend a week getting GoPro footage of all of the birds on my bird feeders. Um, so it's a little bit of a, a backyard Chicago bird appreciation video. Cool. You know, just to keep it light and fun. So yeah, I hope other awesome. people will watch it and and uh, look outside and say hello to the robins visiting their yards. Yeah, totally. Well, thank you. Yeah, thanks for having me. And um, I just, I want to let you know, too, like, I've been, so I'm, it's my senior year of college right now. Mm -hmm. I'm graduating. Um, But I started watching the show, like, freshman year of high school, like, back, like, like, skidding, like, skidding the wolf Montana days. Oh, that's hilarious. (laughs) Yeah, and um, I was reading, just preparing for this, and it's funny, because we sort of followed similar trajectories like i'm from north dakota Mm, you're from south you know the dakota people gotta stick together yeah um (laughs) and then i moved to idaho and you went to montana and then we both came here and you kind of like inspired me too to follow a career path that uh satisfies my uh need for you know my my curiosity thing yeah um and like being a journalist so it's amazing yeah so it's really cool yeah so i'm glad i got to talk to you yeah thanks i appreciate that every time i hear stuff like that i'm like oh god i've been doing this too long (laughs) i feel so old (laughs) (laughs) you know Um, i feel lucky i feel lucky i've been able to do it so long yeah yeah, your stories like that really make my day so i appreciate you Thank you. So I hope that you stay healthy and stay indoors and 
your cat stays well entertained. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same to you. Thank you for thank you for having me on. And, yeah. Uh, and good luck. Uh, I know graduating Thanks. during a pandemic is probably not ideal. We're all doing our Animal Crossing graduations. It's okay. That's amazing. Yeah. I'm there with you. I'm doing a, a Twitch stream with the Monterey Bay Aquarium on Monday. Oh, cool. Yeah. So awesome. they'll talk about the fish, and I'm talking about all the fossils. It's gonna be awesome. sweet. It's real life Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you. Yeah. Take care. Now it's time for our favorite part of the show every week where we get to share our favorite social media sensations that we got to see throughout the week. And this segment has honestly been so much more to me ever since the quarantine started. Yes. Because I just feel like I, one, I'm spending so much time on the internet, but I also just, <laughs> I feel like I need those like funny, happy moments of my week to just get away from it all. You know? Yeah, I'm in the same boat as you, Louise. Um, I spend a lot of my time on the internet regardless, but I've been, um, I've been spending an absurd amount of time on Twitter. Um, that's where all my memes come from usually mm-hmm. or moments that I talk about on the show is usually from Twitter. Um, follow my Twitter um, <laughs> if you want to see my memes. <laughs> so um, <laughs> uh, my at is YShika. So you can follow me there if you want to see the memes that I share, especially the ones on the show. Um, We'll also share them um, everywhere else. So my social media moment of the week. And this one was something I knew was going to happen. I just I had a gut feeling. So uh, the Disney family sing along. All right. This was really cool. So they had all these celebrities singing from their houses. Um, They put it all together as one giant show singing each of them singing like their own Disney song. But the thing that made everybody want to come watch was they kept teasing that there's going to be a high school musical reunion. So obviously what we've, what we've always wanted. Exactly. And they mentioned Zach Efron was going to be there. Now there have been high school musical reunions in the past, but Zach Efron did not show. So when they said Zach Efron, of course, you know, me being like the 22 year old, um, back when High School Musical came out, it was literally my life. Um, yeah, because like, it came out in like 2006. Yeah, so I, think I was like eight years old. I was prime High School Musical age. Yeah, and um, so I'm like waiting. There's like six minutes left of the show, and all of a sudden, Zach Efron appears on the screen, and everybody's confused because it's it's an iPhone video, but. The video looks like it was shot on maybe like an iPhone 3 because the quality was so bad and the audio was very staticky. So everybody took to Twitter and they were like, he's not going to sing. He's not going to sing. And then all of a sudden he introduces the high school musical cast and says some of his old friends, some of his new friends, and that we're all in this together. Then boom, Zac Efron goes away. The whole cast comes out. And then the cast of high school musical, um, the series, the musical series came on to sing. When I tell you, I wasted an hour of my life waiting for Zac Efron to sing and he didn't. I took to Twitter right away. My favorite meme last night.
was some was okay the at is 2000s fangirl and the caption is me raging on the streets after seeing what zach afron really did for the disney family sing-along and it's a video it's a gif of zach afron walking through the golf course and high school musical 2 singing bet on it (laughs) he looks very upset (laughs) and i was like yep that's me right now but man that was it was a great it was a great sing-along but you know we all we were all waiting for zach efron to sing didn't happen don't waste your time if you missed it (laughs) have you seen the new high school musical the musical the series yeah and i'm i'm not gonna lie i thought it was gonna be disappointing but i was hooked okay i i have not watched it but um that would be that would be a letdown for me too honestly i'm a little shocked Oh, you have to honestly the singing is amazing. The original mm-hmm. songs are actually even downloaded the original songs. Like I'm over here like twenty two years old downloading okay. high school musical songs. So I, see, I definitely I recommend Disney Plus. Disney cool. Plus. <laughs> cool. Um well my favorite social media sensation today comes from um my favorite curmudgeonly uh comedian, Mark Marin, who I've been I've been following his podcast WTF for ever, <laughs> like <laughs> such a long time. Um, I he's my favorite comedian. Um, he recently put out a new stand-up special too that was great. But what I've been really loving lately is that he's been doing live Instagram shows like every other day. And oh. I know, so I know you've probably experienced this, but it seems like every day everyone is going live on instagram like you can't get onto instagram without there being a live video going on and sometimes they're kind of annoying oh definitely. you know Um, when it's when it's your friends it's fun but sometimes it's just it's too much live video but i disagree um, with that but keep going (laughs) (laughs) Um, the content not always the best but (laughs) that's what i mean (laughs) uh last week last week um mark was like well what do i do and before you know he was just having conversations and playing music stuff like that but he was like what if i trimmed my beard live on instagram would you guys watch right (laughs) and we were all like yeah (laughs) of course we would love to watch um a nearly you know 60 year old man trim his beard on instagram live yeah it'd be great we'd love it and so he did that I watched it. It was hysterical. I, you know, his brand, his iconic brand of cynicism is just my favorite thing. And uh, somebody, uh, Dave Anthony tweeted, uh, at Mark Marin is trimming his beard live on Instagram. If anyone wants to see the depths of how low entertainment has fallen. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, though. (laughs) So he really, he really, he really came at him. And then Mark Marin retweeted it. And just doubled down and said, it's still available to watch on my IG stories. (laughs) (laughs) Now that's a response. That's a response. I know. And um, yeah, so if if anybody wants to watch some quality quality Instagram lives, and if you're a fan of Mark, um, I would definitely go check that out. Uh, Yesterday, he was live talking about how the thousandth episode of their show is going to be coming up. And they want to get a really big guest. And everybody was, he was just going through the comments, like people were throwing out names, you know, right. uh, for guest ideas. And he was like, no, we already had that person. No, we already had that person. And at one point he was like, do you people even watch, do you, do you listen to the show? 
have you ever listened to the show? And he was totally serious. He just like came down on all of us. Um, And he also told a really great story about how he was like, well, maybe I'll try to get Bob Dylan on the show. And if anybody knows anything about Dylan, it's that he doesn't do interviews ever you have to go through one of his friends and mark told this whole story about how he had to write a handwritten letter (laughs) and try try to get it into the hands of of dylan um and eventually he he did get uh rejected but great stories like that so i've been really out of all the instagram live stories i've been enjoying marks for sure (laughs) there's definitely been some really instagram i mean really interesting instagram lives going around um i actually tweeted the other day i'm sorry if i clicked into your instagram live i'm sorry i clicked your instagram live notification i meant to swipe up because Mm -hmm. honestly i'm i'm just so sick of watching people's instagram lives like Mm -hmm. do something else and like for me being middle eastern a lot of middle eastern people are just sitting sitting around you know smoking hookah (laughs) <laughs> and that's pretty much all their instagram lives are so i don't want to see it <laughs> but yeah oh man well do you have any do you have any big plans for this weekend or just or for the week like any ways that you're um, keeping yourself entertained or stuff that you're looking forward to watching um no i mean pretty much the only thing i do is homework now and yeah. bug my fiance on the phone my fiance's um a high school teacher i mean that's <laughs> so i like to yeah, so I like to get on the phone and he'll be like, oh, like, I need to figure out how to give my students extra credit for this because mm. this, this, and this. And I'm just like, yeah, just pass so that's them. That's got to be like, really hard. Yeah, like, yeah, dude, just pass them. Like, <laughs> they worked hard enough. And he's like, that's not how it works. And I'm like, come on, dude, just pass them. He's like, no, that's not how it works. <laughs> so, <laughs> what about well, you, Louise? Um, I've been listening to, like, a lot of jazz i know that sounds pretentious but like uh i one album if anybody is i mean i feel like anybody who knows anything about like fusion jazz music is like wow you're such a you're such a noob for suggesting this uh album but i've been listening to a lot of weather report um which is was like a, a fusion jazz group um back in the day but i really enjoyed their albums that uh, have jacob astorius on them who was a really amazing uh bass player and yeah i've just been really enjoying having the time to kind of indulge in in an hours long <laughs> album of crazy so you know yeah. i'm always looking for new things to listen to please send them my, please send them my way i will yeah, definitely totally. take a listen yeah so awesome so i guess we'll uh see everybody next week if you missed any part of the show or if you want to listen to any of our past episodes you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts just look up uh in the loop with louise and yasmin and if you want to follow us on social media it's going to be at wcrx fm